Welcome to the Pro Football Jokes Podcast. I am here with Pep Halechep, and we are ready to talk about some week one action, some real actual football games to talk about. How you doing, Pep? Oh man, I I told you guys on this podcast how much I missed football, but once it was finally here, I forgot how much I really missed it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Mitch Trubisky really sparks your like real love of football, watching him play on Thursday night. I mean, it doesn't go much he really, better than that. He gifted us with that performance. I've never seen better football played. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, why don't we get right into talking about some teams? You know, they, this is this is NFL team's chance to make their first impression on us, uh, and it's our chance to, you know, get get our first look and start to think about what what these teams are going to be as the season progresses. Um, so I'd like to start on the negative side uh, and talk about what teams you thought might have been disappointing. Um, so why don't you throw out uh, a team that you, that you were disappointed by uh, this week? Well, let's just start with Thursday night, uh, the, the Bears' performance. I, mean, I wouldn't say the Bears' performance, more so the offense's performance uh, on the Bears in – I would put the blame on Mitch Trubisky and Matt Nagy as well. Uh, I thought Matt Nagy's play calling got a little too cute, and Mitch Trubisky was missing some, nah, I wouldn't say easy throws most of the time, but he was missing throws, taking sacks. Um, near the end there, you even saw A-Rob like, risking his life trying to catch some stuff. But the Packers and Mike Pettin, you got to give them credit for stopping that offense that night, but that was a really disappointing one to open the season with a 10 to three performance. Yeah, not, not very good. I mean, I, I was impressed by the Bears defense, but for sure, I thought they would rest losing Vic Fangio. Apparently Vic Fangio isn't very important. We'll, we'll get to that later. But um, I, I think uh, that the Bears defense looked as good as ever. Leonard Floyd, I thought might've been the best player uh, on Thursday night on the Bears defense. Um, I thought he played a hell of a game, and if he if he comes on alongside Khalil Mack, then just watch out. That that defense can be scary all year. But yeah, Mitch Trubisky really laid laid an egg there. I, I agree with you that Matt Nagy didn't call his best game um, for sure. I, the running Cordell Patterson up the middle on third and one probably not uh, not not the best call there. Um, you know, giving the ball to Mike Davis over David Montgomery might. We, we might see that shift uh, towards the middle of the season. but um, yeah. I'm not going to overreact now and say the Bears are done. I think it was just a bad game by them. Like you said, the defense still looks great. Um, David Montgomery on the touches he got, he was very impressive. Tariq Cohen was catching some balls. and uh, I mean, guys were showing something on the offense, but the score won't show that. So I'm, I'm not going to write the Bears off, and I don't think you are either. Yeah, I mean, I... Thought I, I would kind of low hope for the Bears, so yeah, I, I agree with you. It was definitely a disappointing performance, especially for Mitch Trubisky. I mean, I, I think I think he people hoped he could take a step forward. He he did not at all. So that that was like worst case scenario for him uh, to come out. But uh, their defense looked just as good as it was last year, if not better. So um, I, I I wouldn't write him off. I agree. Um, and, and Mitch Trubisky is not alone, Alex. Uh, I think uh, Baker Mayfield had kind of a disappointing start to his season as well. 
Okay, well, I, I was going to throw out a disappointing team, but you kind of beat me to it. And you're throwing out Sorry a second about that. Memory. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, let's talk about the Browns. Um, so, yeah, I think all of us were, were, were very high in the Browns coming into the season. We were on the Browns hype train along with a lot of people. Um, and now the they're all the people are coming at, coming out who who doubted the Browns and are saying, yeah, we told you so. They're still the same Browns. They're going to lose by thirty, uh, you know, no matter what. Uh, why why would anybody ever have expectations for the Browns? Um, so I did watch this game. I, I went back and watched the full game because um, I wanted to see what what went wrong for the Browns here. Uh, and Baker. You know, the stats look terrible for Baker Mayfield. Um, but I thought I watched uh, for through three quarters, Baker Mayfield looked awesome. Like, not just okay. Like, I thought he looked great. Like, he had a couple bad plays where he held the ball too long and took a sack. Um, but he delivered some some incredible throws. Um, and really, the, the only times the Browns were derailed were just by penalties. They had 190 yards in penalties in this game. Um <laughs> And uh, even the drives they scored, they scored they had two touchdown drives. Um, and the, I think in both of them, they, they faced second and 23 on, at some point in that drive um, and had managed to, uh, on both drives, and managed to overcome it and score. Um, and then fourth quarter, Baker Mayfield was, was, was not good. And he threw three picks in the fourth quarter. Um, one, one was pick six. Um, so I, I, I do I do have con- certainly have concerns about that offensive line, but assuming they don't have 190 yards of penalties every week, um, I, I think they will get back on track. Yeah, I, I think and, you and, nailed it. And don't forget this this was a 15 13 game with two minutes left in the third quarter. Like it really just went off the rails in the in the fourth um, with with picks and the Derrick Henry long screen pass that was that was at the end of the third. <laughs> that hurt a lot of people um, <laughs> but I, I think yeah um shane falco quicksand in the fourth quarter kind of got it um and there's a lot of hype surrounding this team so i understand the uh you know the jokes they'll face for the rest of this week but like the bears they're not a team i'm gonna write off because i have a feeling the titans will probably go and lose six to three next week after putting <laughs> up 43 on the browns i mean that's just it's, yeah, I mean, remember the the Titans smashed the Patriots last year, and then the Patriots went on to win the Super Bowl, and the Titans ended up nine and seven, like they have the past three years. So, yeah, just keep your heads up, Brown fans. Um, just a bad bad week one, but a lot of people witnessed a bad week one, and uh, yeah, I, sure. I I didn't watch the game myself. I was watching the red zone cutaways, but. I will let you uh, be the expert in that game, Alex. I just noticed uh, they had Hill- Hilliard in on most of the yeah. third down plays. He, he he did he did vulture a touchdown away from Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb looked good. Um I yeah, I, I did went this was the only game I, I've had a chance to go back and watch in full other than the games I, I watched in full live. Um so yeah, this was this was the first one I just wanted to see what happened. And just go just go back and watch the first Browns drive. It it looked they they looked like everybody thought they thought they would and uh that they look pretty incredible. Um, obviously, the rest of the game didn't pan out quite that way, but but I, I, I'd keep your heads up. It's a long season. So, um, yeah, hopefully the Brats can bounce back in a good way. Um, 
So now I, I guess it's my turn to throw out a team. Is that okay, Pep? Or Since I vultured one from you like Hilliard? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, yeah, so I, why, why don't we keep it in the AFC North, uh, and I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I think everybody saw on Sunday Night Football. I mean, that, that that was – I know the Patriots are the Patriots, and it's hard to stop them when Tom Brady's hot, but, I mean, three points? Come on, man. The, I, the, I think the Patriots defense is going to be pretty good this year, but, man, that, that that's a rough one for – for Steelers fan who thought they'd be fine without Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I mean, they they were missing skill players, but at the same time, they just were not executing. I mean, they they're uh, they're other guys outside of Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm sorry, I can't name them. Deontay Washington is that his name? Uh, James Washington. James Washington. I'm sorry. Deontay about that. Johnson and James Washington. Thank you. <laughs> I was trying. You just combine uh, them. They're basically the yeah Com- well combined they had some drops um yeah. Dante and- Moncrief had had like three passes where, the, where he dropped and the the Patriots knocked it out yeah I mean the Patriots did not miss a step and their offense looks exactly the same as last year with guys running everywhere on short routes getting open James White played a majority of the snaps in that backfield and he didn't even have to they just kept him in just he, he yeah. was open on almost every play he ran a route. And yeah. it, that, that offense just looks potent as ever. I wonder <laughs> how Antonio Brown will fit into it. God forbid yeah. the Patriots uh, <laughs> replicate their 2007 offense, but gosh, they look good. Yeah, I'd be concerned if I was somebody who drafted Sonny Michelle. Rex Burkhead, I think, played more snaps than he did. So, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Rex Burkhead and James White ran that backfield. Yeah, and, certainly, certainly Sonny Michelle will have his games when it's that kind of game script, but uh, it's going to be hard to, to pick out, you know, exactly which weeks he's, he's going to go off and probably spent draft pick. It was a little too high on him, but. And I, I agree with you, Alex, the, the Steelers were disappointing on the other side of the ball too, even though the Patriots offense was what it was, uh, you know, the Patriot or the Steelers love to go after, you know, fast linebackers in the draft and, and they kind of pride themselves on having those guys, you know, building through the draft on defense. But I mean, TJ Watt couldn't get any pressure. Uh, Devin Bush, their rookie kind of struggled a little bit. It just, uh, it was, it was a rough one for those guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, definitely a, a tough way to start the year against, against that Patriots offense um, with all the weapons they have. And uh, they're going to get a, get another weapon uh, next week. Uh, Guy named Antonio Brown. We never we, we never even talked about that. Uh, do, you, do you have do you have any thoughts on the Antonio Brown saga? Um. Well, it happened. I think every <laughs> every bit of the story's been covered with a different take on it. That I think every take you could have on it has possibly been had by now. <laughs> uh, so I mean, it is what it is. Um, if I could just make a prediction, I'd say maybe AB gets 900 yards receiving this season. Um, just after watching that offense operate, they took maybe three shots down the field. I bet that changes with AB. But, um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I thought they were they were pretty good down the field. I mean, I know they didn't – it's not like they're going down the field all the time, but Tom Brady was pretty looked pretty good and go, thrown deep uh, and connected on a couple more. 
Yeah, every time I would knock Tom Brady for being like, well, look at that. He just got the ball out in like 1.5 seconds. He would uh, just <laughs> throw a dime of a ball down the field. So, yeah, I, I mean, that offense is going to be great. The Patriots are just going to crush their division like always. But this is like a 2007, <laughs> 2007 level of worry here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh... Definitely not great. All right, why, why don't I? Since you gave two, I'll give one more. Uh, the, the other team I was disappointed by was uh, the Denver Broncos. Uh, I watched, you know, maybe some of you went to sleep for that game because it was on pretty late. Um, and if you did, you probably uh, are probably happy about it. You didn't miss much because um, again, I think I, I was mentioning how I thought the. Bears were going to struggle with Vic Fangio leaving, and the Broncos were going to become this one of the best defenses in the league. That did not work out at all. Um, maybe I gave Vic Fangio too much credit because um, this defense did, could not shut down the Raiders. Tyrell Williams was just torching them. Uh, Josh Jacobs had had a nice day. Um, they they. They couldn't get they couldn't get any pressure on Derek Carr. I needed the Broncos the Broncos defense. I needed them to get one point for me uh, to win in the in one of my leagues, and fortunately they did because you get points for three and outs in that league. So I got one point for one three and out, uh, and that that's a, they managed to get that one point. But man, I I expected a lot more against that Raiders defense. So I read its offense. Oh man, yeah. I mean, well. Coming off your point about the Broncos' defense, man, I checked my uh, Yahoo Fantasy app today, and 15,000 people had dropped the Broncos' defense that quick. Uh, yeah. It, it, it was uh, a tough one. I, I, uh, Von I, Miller. I would just say, you know, before you drop the Broncos' defense, just remember that they do play uh, Mitch Trubisky next week. So. <laughs> Vic Fangio revenge game, man. Yeah. Can't. Um, yeah, I mean – not even Von Miller could get some pressure on Derek Carr. It was just the Raiders coming out and looking very comfortable all around. And the Broncos just could not get anything going with their Pro Bowl running back last year, Philip Lindsay. He came in and I think he finished the day with maybe 70 yards, if that, maybe less. Um, yeah, I, I traded him away, fortunately, in, uh, in our dynasty league. That's good. Um, I started Tyrell Williams in our dynasty league as you started Josh Jacobs. They both yep. had great nights. Um, yep. And I, I, I just thought actually, the actually Raiders... I didn't, I, I didn't start Josh Jacobs in dynasty, unfortunately, but I still won, so it's okay. That's good. Well, at least you have him. <laughs> yeah. And the Raiders definitely have confidence in him, giving him 23 attempts. Uh, and on the other side of the ball, their rookie Jonathan Abram made some great plays. And um, it was just a good debut for the Raiders. I think they deserved that one a lot after last season, and they were just in clear control of that game from the first snap. Yeah, it really was, and they were uh, very impressive. Um, so why don't we talk about some teams that we were impressed by? Um, we, we already talked about the Raiders, so I think they're off the table. Why don't you throw one out, Pep? All right. Um, I'm going to make an unconventional pick here and say, I was impressed by the Colts. Um, they lost to the Chargers in overtime, 30 to 24. But this team battled back 
and they battled hard. And Jacoby Brissett was taking risky throws all game, but stepping up with confidence and making them. Uh, that offensive line hasn't lost a step, it looks like. Um, if anything, uh, Quentin Nelson was laying guys out left and right. Uh, Marlon Mack had himself a day. Yeah, Marlon Mack had himself a game. T.Y. Hilton, two touchdowns on the day. Marlon Um, Mack leading the NFL in rushing yards. Yeah, I I think I I, if I were the Colts, if I was a Colts fan, I would not be bummed whatsoever. That was a that was a pretty heroic performance to go into L.A. and and try and win that one with all that's happened in the last couple weeks. I thought Jacoby Brissett was just fine. I mean, he, he passed for under 200 yards, but like I said, I, he, he was stepping up and he was, he was battling and, and they battled back and brought that thing into overtime. So yeah, yeah. I, I, if I were a fan of that team, I can't be mad at them. Certainly. I, I think that, I think it speaks to, you know, how complete that roster is uh, outside the quarterback position and uh, they're well coached as well. Um, and I think that we, we all knew that. That's why we considered them such a heavy Super Bowl contender when Andrew Luck was still in. And but I, if you're a Colts fan, at least, like, I think you're probably not in contention for a Super Bowl this year, but the, he's, you're still in good position. All, all you need is a franchise quarterback. You can just plug him in there. He's in a good system uh, with good weapons and, and a, lot, a lot around him. And then you're, you're, you're right in the mix of things. Absolutely. Um, on the other side of that game, the Chargers had Austin Eckler not help the Melvin Gordon cause whatsoever. Um, <laughs> they they almost they almost went full Charger. I mean, they had a chance to lose that game. Yep. And 20, 2017 Chargers were but, were lurking but there. Surprisingly, but, they were not the team with the kicking issue. It was uh, the Colts and Adam Vinatieri who who couldn't couldn't make a kick, and that that cause allowed the the Chargers to win that game. You're absolutely right. I kind of blacked that out of my head. <laughs> I forgot they could have won that game if Adam Vinatieri had done a little better. Um, that was probably the worst game of his career that we witnessed. Yeah, well, he is like 46 years old, so it's hard to blame him too much. But um, all right. Um, well, why don't I give a team that I uh, was impressed by? So I'm actually going to go with a team that lost. Um Shout out to our unpaid intern, Reeve. I was impressed by the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Absolutely. I, look, I, this team was not supposed to do anything this year. It was supposed to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. Um, they go into Seattle. They outgained them by almost 200 yards uh, and lost the game. Um, but Andy Dalton leading the NFL in passing yards right now. Um, John Ross. uh it, it had had an incredible game. Um, I, I think that the, the Bengals have to be happy with how they performed, even though, you know, they they blew the game. But you know, they're they're not competing for anything this year. But at least they're they're having some guys show some promise. Uh, I thought their offensive line played pretty well, um, despite thinking that it's going to be one of the worst offensive lines in football. Um, with all the injuries, you know, AJ Green's out. Uh, their defensive line certainly played well, um, so I, I think that there's there's promise there. You you would like to see them finish out the game where they just completely outgain the Seahawks, but that's that Russell Wilson magic and in, in Seattle. 
in Seattle, and Andy Dalton comes out and passes for a career-high 418 yards. Maybe the only weakness of the offense was that they couldn't get much going on the ground. Yeah, not um, at all. There are one or two classic Bengals penalties on the defense. Uh, I can't remember who pushed who, but the Bengals defensive back pushed back, and that one got called. Um, so penalties like that could uh, probably go away, but the Bengals, like you said, um, Zach Taylor, having faith, he made a couple gutsy calls. Yeah. Um, you know, I that's this is a loss to really build on for Bengals fans. And if Reeb the unpaid intern were here, he'd probably disagree with me. <laughs> um, or maybe he'd agree with me because he, he probably didn't feel as good going into this one as we all collectively did. But it was a one-point game in the end. And good for them. Yeah, I think uh, think think good job in a, in a losing effort at least. Uh, you know, surprising some people, I, I, I would say. Uh, Pep, you got, got another team that uh, was impressive to you? impressive um impressive surprising you know did, did good i'd say uh the second half cardinals were impressive oh, yeah and maybe that was a little bit of the lions uh, you know just falling apart but i thought in the first half of that cardinals lions game you saw kyler murray make some really really rookie rookie plays he really looks like a rookie in that first half um I can't describe it over the podcast, but if you're watching, uh, you'd know what I mean. He he uh, could have thrown the ball out of bounds when he's rolling out when he had no one open, but he tried to force yeah, it I, through I, a pick. I remember that um, play. That, that was not not a good decision. Um, and he'll learn, um, learn from, from that. And he had a bunch of batted balls too, which is, you know, people, people are always going to pay yeah. attention to that with Kyle Murray's height. When he when he saw pressure in the first half, he was a deer in headlights. Uh, he'd, he'd kind of break down a little bit, almost like Mitch Trubisky did uh, on Thursday night. But in this in that second half, I think uh, the game changing play what I saw was his deep bomb to Larry Fitz, um, and it was about forty six yards, I want to say, and that's what got that offense moving, gave him a little bit of confidence, and then that offense just started moving. And uh, David Johnson started getting more involved. And you started to really see what you wanted to see from this Cardinals team, hopefully with a new offense and a new quarterback. Um, it it looks like things were clicking. And I wouldn't be too mad at a tie based on how that first half went. Yeah, I'd, for, for sure. I mean, they, they had, uh, you know, over – over 300 uh, over 250 yards almost 300 yards in the fourth quarter in overtime um and you know they in the in the first half they had like uh, in, the, in the first three quarters they had barely barely over 100 um i, I so I, they, they they could not get anything going um for the entire game until the fourth quarter where something suddenly just clicked and uh kyler murray uh, figured out. Uh, oh, all I got to do is throw to Larry Fitzgerald, and uh, this this is all going to work out. Um, it is kind of disappointing <laughs> for all those rookie receivers they drafted. Uh, that pretty much none of them did anything in this game. Um, you know, Demir Bird was over, was out there playing over over Andy Isabella and Keyshawn Johnson. And, you know, Keith Butler's on IR, so 
this it's 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 a little disappointing that you know their draft picks haven't quite worked out right now, um, and they're banged up on defense with Patrick Peterson suspended, Robert Alford, Robert Alford out. Um, so I mean, the Lions the Lions just dominated this game, and they just couldn't get enough distance. Uh, I mean, Matthew Stafford was great, um, but really just he he got to put the game away there when the when the Cardinals can't do anything. Yeah, when they can't do anything and your rookie tight end is balling out. Um, Hawkinson had a great day, ended with 130 yards receiving. Um, just carry on Johnson. Didn't have the day we all thought he would. Kenny Galladay got involved a little bit there. But, man, the Lions really had a chance there. Yeah. Just like, uh, Hawkinson had just a, like had our, our team. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Also, why did Cliff Kingsbury doesn't go for it there and – Overtime at midfield uh, to go for the win instead of just playing for the tie. I mean, come on. Yeah, I'm sure everybody at that game and everybody at home was hoping he'd go for it. But I kind of don't blame him. I'm lo- I as someone who wants to see more exciting football. Yeah, that does stink to watch. But, but I mean, like that's like his whole thing. Uh, at the end of the day, Kingsbury is supposed to be aggressive and like that. Like, I don't know. It's just a little disappointing. And I, I didn't really see, you know, I thought those offense would be a little more exciting just with in the, the types of plays that they were calling. I didn't really see much creativity or, um, you know, I, I, I just thought that obviously they, they couldn't do anything in the first three quarters, so it's hard to really make an assessment of his offense. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, from a fantasy perspective, I was relieved <laughs> when they finally started getting David yeah, Johnson sure. involved. I, I was like, I had oh, Kyle my Murray goodness. starting a bunch of leagues. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm getting screwed over by this. And then he ended up with, like, <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, just got to, just gotta, you know, keep your, keep your composure yeah. during these games. Yep. Can I, uh, can I bring up the most disappointing game sure. of the week? 49ers Buccaneers. Yeah. There were three they pick really sixes. They should really give both these teams a loss for, for this game. This this game was awful. I mean, three pick sixes. Nobody knows what they're doing on either side of the ball. This was just dirty football. This yeah, was I mean, just I, I, t- I said that. I thought the Bucs were going to have one of the worst defense in football, and Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't do anything against them. I don't know. Maybe they're better than I thought, but I, I, I have to go back and watch the game to actually see uh, how well they played. But um, that, that George Kittle had two touchdowns yep. called back. So, so did Cameron Great. They both had two touchdowns called back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just so that, that. That's not a good sign because I drafted OJ Howard in like all my leagues. So really hope. Uh, they just uh, get rid of Cameron Brate and use OJ Howard more. So, I think the winner of the day was Ronald Jones. I think he passed his <laughs> yeah. total yards he had all last season. <laughs> he had like forty, and he got seventy-five rushing yards. So, congratulations, Ronald yep. Jones. Uh, <laughs> I, I really have nothing else to say about this game. I was very confused at how much they're using Raheem Mostert. Yeah, Matt, uh, Matt Breida got and, hurt. 
uh, surprise, surprise. Um, so I get, I, they, they really just, I mean, they're, you, they're, you, I feel like you played more than Tevin Coleman. I, I'm not sure. I'm sure I'm not to actually check how many snaps they played. I think Tevin Coleman's hurt too. Did he dude. get hurt? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Well, that would make sense then. Um, I, yeah. I, but I, I kind of like Raheem Mostert though, as a, you know, as a backup running back. Uh, he's pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, I, he had a chance to go up against the Bucks defense and put up 40 yards. <laughs> but, I mean, that, that's all I have to say about this game. It was just awful football to watch. Um, yeah. And then you thought I was probably going to talk about the Dolphins, but we all expected that. We just didn't expect five touchdowns from yeah, Lamar Jackson. Uh, impressive performance um, by the Ravens. Uh, I know it's the Dolphins, so, I mean – put a little bit of an asterisk against the performance, but I mean, yeah, Lamar Jackson looked great. Um, offense, I mean, 635 yards of offense. That's nothing to sneeze at. So <laughs> they're, they're like by far yeah. the number one offense right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I mean, it's got to feel good for Ravens fans. He had a lot of questions about Hollywood Brown and his health coming in the oh, season. Yeah. And that was not a problem yeah, at all. He uh, he played twelve snaps all game, and he's <laughs> like the number seven fantasy receiver right now. That <laughs> is good stuff. Yep. I mean, gosh. Um, any other? Uh, what what else were we covering in this in this podcast, um, Alex? Well, it's so uh, I. I I did think uh, any any fantasy takeaway that I want we want to talk about uh, that trade you were offered in our in our dynasty league. Yes, I was offered. Well, I noticed in our dynasty league someone put Travis Kelsey on the trading block before this week, so I figured why not? I'd throw some some awful bait out there. I put um, Kenyon Drake, Kyle Rudolph, and my first rounder next year <laughs> in that trade. And he, he rejected it. And then this week, he sent me back a trade, Travis Kelsey, for Tyrell Williams and Austin Eckler. Mind you, Tyrell Williams just came off a 19-point night, and Austin Eckler had a 39-point <laughs> yeah. day. So, Travis Kelsey had a 9-point day True. on Sunday. Um, but, I, I, I mean, you get away with selling both these players at, you know, at their peak right now. I mean, yeah, Austin Eckler, maybe he could be like the James Conner of this year. Um, but Melvin Gordon has to come back eventually. I, I can't see them finding anybody to trade him to. Um, so, I mean, I, you're going to lose that production. And certainly going forward, like in the long term, Travis Kelsey is a better player than either Austin Eckler or Tyrell Williams. Um and I mean, who do you have a tight end? Kyle Rudolph. He just got zero points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But my team did. My team did finish with 133 yeah. points. I, I know it's um, scary to think. You know what? Who are you going to start if Austin Eckler and Harold Williams aren't there? Because I know your team's pretty thin. But very thin at running back. Um, and very thin at wide receiver right now. I'm waiting for AJ AJ Green to come back. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting for guys to come back. And I mean, this is kind of how I 
got to where I was last year in the in the championship in our league. I, I started four wide receivers and just two running backs and lived off of Todd Gurley. <laughs> now, uh, that might not be the case yeah. this year, but not, well, I don't know Malcolm if I can Brown, mortgage dude. that away right now. Yeah, we did get a lot of Malcolm Brown. And I drafted Damian Harris, and the Pats used James White and Rex Burkhead all night. <laughs> so that one's not looking good. Um, so it's, it, it's tough. It's a tough one. Um, I, I do kind of want to ride through Austin Eckler for at least six weeks. Um, I do have some hope for, uh, Tyrell Williams as the Raiders go on. I think he secured the wide receiver one job last night. Um, I, I, I think they're solid enough to be my guys for now. And, whether this hurts me in the future or not, we will see. I will probably miss those days when, with Tyreek out, Travis Kelsey will get a lot of targets. Yeah. Uh, I, I keep talking myself back <laughs> and forth into this trade. Yeah, I, I, I would have to say I'd probably do it. I know it's it's scary in the short term, but I think it would pay off in the long term. Um, but that's my opinion. I, I'm, I'm a gambler. I, I, I trust myself to get to the playoffs and, that's when, yeah, you always do. Um, all right. Um, any other games you wanted to any 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 other fantasy uh, things that jumped out to you? Um. Well, I started David Montgomery over Austin Eckler in <laughs> one league. I'm dumb. Um, I, I just Can't think we're gonna get a lot of fantasy. We're gonna get a lot of and fantasy overreactions this week because we saw John Ross, we saw DJX, we saw Sammy Watkins lead yeah, the pack. The, the, the top um, fantasy receivers are just a mess right now. I mean, like the hardly all of them are just no name guy. I mean, well, I, 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 maybe not no name because people know him, but not as not in a good way. Um, as Sammy Watkins leading the NFL in receiving yards right now. Like, do do you believe in any of these guys had a big day in Week One to to continue that? Or... Absolutely <laughs> not, not. Not not a single. Absolutely one. not. I bet Hollywood Hollywood Brown might be lucky to get one catch next week. Um, so, Sammy so Watkins many... might Sammy Watkins might have the best yeah. chance, Alex, because. He with Tyreek Hill out, Sammy Watkins might continue a little bit of that I, production. I, I would say like the wide uh, receivers balled out this week. Like who Hollywood Brown, AJ Brown had a good day, DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin. Um I mean it, it was a it was a good day for rookie wide receivers, not so much for rookie running backs other than Josh Jacobs who had a big day. Yeah. You're completely right. The wide receivers, the rooks, had all great days. Um, AJ Brown, good for him. He's on the Titans. <laughs> but everybody else, I, I do yeah, kind of like AJ days. Brown. He's like the only player um, on the Titans that I really believe in. Um, he isn't probably has more upside than Corey catches, Davis. So I will say, um, as a Redskins fan, I was very excited yeah. for Terry McLaurin. And I kind of wanted to turn to that game and uh, yeah, hear I your thoughts on it, Alex. Looked, uh, looked, looked great, honestly. I, I I thought Kelvin Arnold looked pretty good too, even though he didn't get as many looks. Um, 
but he looked great in the preseason and still looked good on his limited targets uh, in this, this game. Um, and uh, yeah, Terry McLaurin, he, he had another deep, deep ball where he burned the defense and Case Keenum just overthrew him just a little bit. Oh God, it still hurts. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought uh, impressed with the Redskins offense, pleasantly surprised. Um, Eagles, I, I'd be a little concerned about the Eagles, honestly. Their, their secondary is banged up, and it wasn't. It was kind of the weakness of their team anyway. So, I mean, we'll see. Uh, their defense was definitely disappointing, I thought, and their offense definitely has some upside. But uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I'd, I'd be I I thought they were you know one of the most complete rosters in the league. You know, I'd just be a little concerned. I'm not concerned that. And they're not going to be good, but concerned that maybe they're not a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, they. Uh, I I will say this to Redskins fans listening. I've been listening to the radio a lot, and these talking heads are just going nuts and giving the Redskins so much crap. And I was looking at it like I was ready for this game to be thirty to nothing. I was I was coming into this like. All right, it is what it is. In case Keenum comes out, throws for 380 yards, um, looks great and confident in that offense with the receiving core that we have. Um, did miss Terry McLaurin, but I don't. I'm not gonna burn him at the stake for that. Grab my pitchfork or anything. Uh, Vernon <laughs> Davis, who needs Jordan Reed? Um, Darius Geis got injured. There's that. AP will be active again. That allegedly divided our locker room uh, against Jay Gruden. But I, I, there was a lot to build off of. The rookie inside linebacker, Cole Holcomb, he had a great day. He was everywhere. Um, that's going to be a guy I'd love to watch. Um, our defensive line uh, in the first half was very good at stopping the run, but it was weird because we didn't get a sack all game. Montez Sweat. Uh, was lined up on Jason Peters all day, so we didn't hear much from him. Um, and that second half, the Eagles just ran the ball with Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders and really gashed us. Darren Sproles, too, just gashed us and kept the ball for like 25 minutes, yeah. 23 that, minutes, and can't yeah, win was, games that, like that. that. That was disappointing that, you know, it's, it was Darren Sproles getting the majority of the touches in the backfield uh, that game. Um but uh, yeah, Jordan Howard looked good at the end. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was a tough way to end. Deshaun Jackson like the revenge game goat, so um, that that didn't, didn't surprise me. Um, yeah, I, one one last game I want to talk about it was maybe the best game of the week, the first Monday night game, uh, Saints Texans. Um, and is, is Deshaun Watson like cursed like to have these epic QB duels? Uh, and and end up losing them always. Like, remember he had that first one against Tom Brady where he, there was like a second start and he was out there like killing the Patriots, putting up big, big touchdowns. Great, played a great game. And then Tom Brady throws the game winning touchdown pass to Brandon Cooks with just like seconds remaining. Uh, and then he had the, had the one in Seattle where he just eviscerated the Legion of Boom and Russell Wilson just ended up pulling it out that last second touchdown to Jimmy Graham. Now this one against Drew Brees or where he, he had such an epic drive at the end, uh, two plays, just two dimes deep 
deep down the field and just scored too quickly. Saints go down, kick a long field goal, and win. Oh, it just, you hate to see it, man, because he played such a good game after getting sacked six times, throwing three touchdowns, getting a rushing touchdown along the way. His backfield is Carlos Hyde, did, who actually did, had a decent uh, night. You know, you know uh, Carlos Hyde is the number one rated running back for pro football focus right now. <laughs> I bet. He's got 10 attempts yeah, for 83 yards. I'd be solid uh, I, like, I, I didn't understand, like, He's no, he's not a downgrade on Lamar Miller. Like you expect the same thing out of him that you would from Lamar Miller. Like he's gonna have that same role. Yeah, no, you're. I, I like your take on it. Um, <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins is himself as always, so that's good to see. It's just uh, in one league I had uh, Fairbairn, and then I was playing uh, Lutz. And I was down 0.25 points. So Fairbairn misses the extra point. Then the penalty gets called. He makes it. And the Saints drive down. And Lutz nails the field goal. And I lose. But uh, that's football for you. It was an exciting game. But you're right. With all the times Deshaun Watson has heroically come back and lost. uh, It's again one of those ones where... As a Texans fan, you can't be mad at the offense. At least you have some. You have some pot. Or actually, you can be mad at the offense. It, you traded for Laramie Tunsil and Deshaun Watson <laughs> got sacked six times. Yeah, I, um, I, I thought. I thought. I mean, the, the rest yeah, of their offensive line is still pretty bad. But Laramie Tunsil did get beat on that one play that was kind of embarrassing. But it, you know, I, I, their offense uh, was, was pretty good. So you can't you can't be too mad. And they, they should yeah, they should win. I mean, I, I think granted, that performance kind of solidifies it to me. Like, I don't, I don't, I know the Titans. The, the score looks good, but I don't think the Titans are. Um, yeah, <laughs> they're not going to win that division. And the poor Jaguars, man. I I know they weren't going to win that game, but Gardner Minshew broken clavicle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he did come in. Yeah. And drive him, man. Um, it, with with uh, DJ yeah, Shark. What's that name? Good game. Chris Conley was solid too. Don't you love how the Jaguars? The Jaguars already yep. always have these random receivers like DD Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. DJ Shark. It's, uh, it's, it's a fun receiving group there. Uh, I, I could, do you think? Do you think this Jaguars could team could be like the? The 2015 Blake Bortles led Jaguars, where they're just getting racking up fantasy points in garbage time every week. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm here for it. I mean, if DJ Chark keeps it up again, I'll throw in a claim for him. Yeah, why not <laughs> for funsies? All right, why don't why don't we close this out with our um, overreactions? Uh, I feel like that's kind of the whole show has been overreactions, but uh, why don't you just pick one uh, that you want to go with for this segment uh, and lay it on me, Pep. <laughs> Funny enough, I'm going to take Reed's rule. I didn't, I didn't prepare one. Shocker. Um, Jets-Bills. Jets-Bills is the most exciting <laughs> game of the week. I uh, turned to red zone and every time it flipped to the game it was 16 to nothing and then the bills won 17 to 16 and i just didn't care 
just didn't care whatsoever. I, I was telling you in the group chat, I was just glad we got this game out of the way this early. And then we'll have one more of these that we have to suffer through. John Brown <laughs> playing like he's a good fantasy threat. I mean, just just get the game out of my life. I never I, I don't even want to hear from an AFC East <laughs> team that's not the Patriots again. No none of you guys are even worthy of kissing well, the that, Patriots. That, that, that leads me to my overreaction. Right my overreaction is that the Dolphins are gonna go 0 16 and the Patriots are gonna go 16 and 0. That's both in the same year. It's gonna happen. Uh, Patriots play in Miami next week. Uh, I know they struggle in Miami, uh, allegedly, but I, I, I'm feeling pretty good about their chances next week. So, Also, can I oh, overreact sure. about something else, too? How do you go up 28 to nothing against a team and your quarterback has 98 <laughs> yards passing? I'm talking about yeah, the Vikings like- Falcons. I don't think I've ever seen that yeah, happen, and that's very bizarre. They got like a block punt, and they were running the ball well, and just went up twenty-eight to nothing, and they were just like, ah, "Yeah, we're we're good. We don't need to score anymore." Kirk Cousins is that dancing in the end a, zone, and Dalvin Cook is touching the ball five <laughs> times without getting hurt. Yeah, but. Anyway, it was a fun week one, guys. Absolutely. It was a I very think, fun uh, week one. I, I think this was one of, one of my favorite week, week ones in, in recent memory. Um, you know, I, I will say it's one of my favorites, Alex, because the Redskins started against the Eagles with that Vernon Davis yeah, touchdown on the opening drive. And they're saying the Redskins hadn't scored a touchdown on an opening week one drive since 2004. And my mind was immediately like, oh, Clinton Portis, first rush against the Buccaneers in 2004. And I was like, how do you know that? Yeah. Oh, also, I, I did, uh, speaking of uh, like, things that you knew, I, I called that that play at the end of the half of the Saints-Texans game where they screwed up the, the time. I was like texting guys. I'm like, that's not what they're supposed to do. And it took ESPN like two more, another hour before they like, hey, yeah, maybe they messed up there. Anyway, just just saying, I, I I should be a ref in the NFL. So we should all be refs, and we should yeah, the NFL exactly. Network should pay us a lot. All right, why don't we get out of here? It was a great week one, and it's been fun talking about it. Um, I'm here for Pep the Chep. Uh, I'm your host, the freaking beast himself. Hey, uh, Ox. Uh, we'll see you next time.